Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Pascal, pull up, jumper, got it again! Cleanly through for Siakam, and the crowd on its feet, off the board, Welcome to Three in the Key on TSN 1200, bringing you in-depth basketball analysis and interviews on the NBA, NCAA, and U Sports. Now, with Fuad ahead, here's Elias Elzane. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Three in the Key, Elias Elzane, alongside Fuad ahead. What's going on, man? Fuad, it is still March Madness. We are oh, getting, yeah. we're, we're creeping towards the end of the NBA regular season. You know, usually March Madness is that bridge. We've talked about this a lot, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're kind of getting tired of the NBA season, we wanted to accelerate, get to the playoffs, get to the play in the playoffs, and obviously eventually the finals and an NBA champion. So we have this little, I wouldn't call it a break because NBA action is still going on, but we have this March Madness that's like, oh my God, all of our brackets are broken after the first game or the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, And then we creep into uh, the, the playoffs and awards and all that stuff. But well, we'll start with with March Madness. Um, obviously, all of our brackets have been busted. It's, Villain- uh, <laughs> it yeah, was busted like, a while ago. Obviously, last week yeah. we first talked about it, but now it's even further. Yeah, now it's like, like broken. Yeah, no, it's, it's not even busted. It's literally <laughs> into pieces. Shattered, exactly. Just shrapnel all over the place. Like, I've got, you know, pieces of my busted bracket in my skin. Like, it's, it's yeah. just crazy right now. <laughs> like, St. Peter's obviously ruining everything for everyone, but they're just... that. That's Now that, you want them to win. That's the definition of match March Madness is a team like that getting to where they've gotten to it. Now they're facing up against uh, North Carolina to see who's going to face this Duke. Afternoon, yeah. Exactly. This afternoon, see who's going to face Duke in the final four, is it? Um, that's yeah. just amazing. And the, the storylines this year have been very exciting too. Um, you know, you have the the upsets, but then you have obviously Coach K in his final season as, as the legendary head coach of Duke. He's made it to his record-breaking final four now. I think he's got 13. That's one more than John Wooden now. 
they were tied for 12. Yeah. So that, you know, that storyline and, you know, we saw Gonzaga lose again and choke, you know, we're seeing uh, it's been a great March Madness uh, year this year. Usually I have at least one or two of my final four teams make it like this year, all four of them <laughs> didn't even get close. Yeah. You know, I had Arizona, Auburn, I had Gonzaga and I had UCLA and they're all out. Yeah. But like you said, Villanova Duke, first two teams are in. Uh, I don't think we should, they're, they're both ranked number two seeds in their region. So it's not too big of a surprise to see them. Mm-hmm their ticket to new orleans for the final four and you mentioned saint peter's what a story these peacocks have been the first ever number 15 seed in an elite eight mm-hmm. okay take on the number eight unc today and look how it's playing out Fuad. if fifth a number 15 seed wins they're like wow first time ever a 15 seed is into the final four Yep. Okay, then everyone's yep. like, holy, a number 15 seed and playing against, it's going to be the biggest David versus Goliath story. Exactly. St. Peter's, a small school versus Duke, legendary Duke. head coach, exactly. could possibly be his last game. Like the story, can't, yeah. this is like Hollywood. I swear you can't oh, even like, absolutely. this. This could not oh, have been scripted, him. could yeah. not have been written any way possible. It's legitimately like one end of the spectrum against the other. You have Duke Straight that's up. actually at the very top, 100% very top of, you know, most legendary schools. Like, you know, everything that they have is just, the, the you know, the epitome of, of privilege is Duke. And then you have St. Peter's at the very bottom, the, the underdog, you know, like insane how that. But then on the other side of it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, if you have UNC win, then it's yeah. a rivalry game. Rivalry, yeah. UNC beat Duke in their last regular season home game. Yeah. You know, Coach K's last regular season home game. And they they beat them there. So that obviously is in, uh, you know, that, that feeling, that taste is still in their mouth. And so they want to, re- you know, avenge that that loss. So yeah. what, 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 and then the, on the other side, it's uh, Miami against Kansas, which is not a bad matchup either. Miami's been playing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas is playing uh, great basketball as well. So that one, I, obviously, everyone's still going to watch. And I don't think people care as much who comes out of that one to play Villanova. But St. Peter's or UNC? <laughs> I, I, regardless, I think we're going to see a good matchup. Yeah. Whoever wins that one and then whoever plays Duke. But are you leaning one way? Like, do you want North Carolina? And then we have that Duke North Carolina again in a final four matchup. Yeah. National yeah. semifinal. Or do you want do you want the Cinderella, the underdog <laughs> I, I story? Definitely, definitely want St. Peter's to to go as far as yeah. possible. You know, this is like I want them yeah, to I, win it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love for that to happen. That's like that's that is the story. That is the definition of March Madness. If that happens, if St. Peter's wins, even even just getting to the final four obviously is is unbelievable but if they're able to it's just it keeps the the possibility alive as they win of course you know that they they won uh against purdue to get to here and it's like if they mm-hmm. win against unc then they move like it just to keep that story alive yeah they amazing. beat kentucky a two yeah seed. yeah they beat murray murray state, murray uh, state which was a seven seed i believe mm-hmm. and then they beat um Purdue, Purdue in the in the Sweet 16, a three seed. <laughs> and now they're playing, yes, an eight seed in UNC, yeah. but obviously a big time school. Still the Tar Heels. National, exactly. Yeah, it's the Tar Heels. Won a national championship. Yeah. Has everything 
you know, also a a huge school, just as big as Duke. When you're playing as UNC, a team like the Tar Heels, you're playing as the spirit of Michael Jordan, the spirit of Vince Carter, and all these other guys. Like anytime you're playing, it's the spirit and the soul of these guys that you're playing against. So it's like UNC, it still doesn't matter if they're the number eight seed. They still have that pedigree, that history behind them uh, that'll push them forward. St. Peter's, you're building the history, right? So you have your own motivation in that sense. But, you know, you're, you're not, there's no... Michael Jordan, Vince Carter in your history and whatnot. Um, but Duke and UNC, have they ever played against each other in the tournament? I thought I had read I this know. the first I thought I read this I, the first time that they're playing against each other. So that adds another, you know, storyline to that. First time in the final be, four. Yeah, I think it would be the first time ever that they would play each other. I don't I don't think they have, and I believe I saw the same. In, in, in Coach K's final season, final tournament of his, could be final game. Le- if you there, could them. be exactly, could be final game. But that this is the team, you know, this rivalry. This is what's happening in the final four of his final season. Like it, it's 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 incredible. Like what a, what a March Madness that we've had this um, year. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. And a big shout out to the U Sports teams here in the OUA in Ontario. The Brock men's team won the Wilson Cup yesterday. Wyerson's women's team won the Critelli Cup after being down 22 against Brock's team, which is wow. also uh, a really good squad. And then Brock, the men's team, beat Queens, who had shocked a couple of days before that on, on the Wednesday, Carlton here in Ottawa. So those things are still being finalized, and they'll go to for their final eight um, and next weekend. But uh, crazy time in March up here in Canada and in uh, the U.S. with with the madness. Let us know your thoughts on March Madness so far, if your bracket is still somehow hanging on and not shattered like ours uh, <laughs> on Twitter at The3Nikki. Like us on Facebook, 3Nikki. Follow on Instagram, The3Nikki. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Check out the website, the number 3Nikki.ca. Moving on to the NBA flood. And as I mentioned earlier, we're creeping up towards the end of the NBA regular season. Of course, regular season awards, the biggest one being the MVP debate in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Now, there's still a couple candidates from for this year's award that are also won last year and runner-up last year, Nikola Jokic. Joel Embiid was second in last year's voting. I think you have to throw Giannis Antetokounmpo in there. John mm-hmm. Morant, Devin Booker. I think those are some names that are mm-hmm. definitely in the discussion for the uh, MVP, for this year's MVP award. So when you're looking at choosing, voting, you know, narrowing it down to your MVP, you have to look at obviously your team record, how well your team's doing. You can't be an MVP, I'm sorry, with like a under 500 record nope. or worse, yep. even if you're putting up record numbers. Yep. Your stats obviously have to be like, okay, I'm the main guy. I'm doing a bit of everything or I'm doing a lot of one thing and the team's winning because of me. Mm-hmm. The storyline, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of storyline is it? Because, you know, the NBA loves its drama uh, and likes to create narratives. Mm-hmm. Another thing that people look at is always this guy's the MVP because when he goes to the bench or when he's out, the team sucks, you know, mm-hmm. so the team needs him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a big fan of that because what happens if you're playing with like legitimate, you know, a superstar next to you or another all-star or a very good squad, like with a bunch of solid role players. So when you go to the bench or when you're injured and your team does extremely well still and wins, like in John Moran's case, I think they're 17 and two without a year. And they're second in the West. 
Absolutely. Only them and the Suns have more than 50 wins. So it doesn't help his case. But like a guy, a guy like Jokic, if he goes to the bench, if he's playing in a game with a lead and he goes to the bench for two minutes, they blow the lead. So yeah. obviously in his case, it's, it's skyrockets. Yeah, each team is a different situation. So you can have a situation like Jokic's where obviously he's, he's the MVP of that team. But no other, they, the, the, the Nuggets currently don't have anything else kind of going for them. And that's why he is the MVP. But you can have a situation like the Memphis Grizzlies where John Morant is the MVP of that team. And he's an MVP candidate in the NBA. But the Memphis Grizzlies also have a coach of the year candidate in Taylor Jenkins. Right. You can see that you can say that the Memphis Grizzlies have a most improved player candidate in Desmond Bain. Right. So that's what I mean about different situations and different possibilities for teams. If you have, you know, you can still be the MVP and your coach can also be a coach of the year. You know what I mean? That that has happened in the past with Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose and so many other situations like that. So it's, you know, John Morant should not be penalized because he has a good coach and a good team. That makes no sense. No, I, 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 you know? I'm not saying he should. Be no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're yeah. not saying that. But I'm people who saying, have that. Yeah. People yeah, who yeah, have yeah, that yeah, mindset. I'm, like, it just makes saying, no sense. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that it's tough to look at something like that, because then obviously you're always going to lean towards the Jokic situation. Yeah, exactly. When you take this player off a team and you're like, well, OK, listen. There's no way this team's even a playoff team without Jokic, yeah. for example. Yeah. Then you're like, this guy's clearly the MVP. Because when you look at all the stats and everything like that, a lot of it points in favor of Jokic. You know, this season, 26.2 points per game, 13.5 for just, just under 8 assists, 7.9. Basically, 8 assists tonight. 1.4 steals, about a block, 57.3% uh, shooting, 347 from beyond the arc. 81.3 his MVP season last year was pretty much the same numbers uh, less mm -hmm. rebounds a little point two points more uh you know point four assists more less steals less blocks his shooting splits um were better uh well actually weren't I about the same thing honestly yeah, compared no. to last year so he's 10th in scoring second in rebounding eighth in assists so top 10 in all of the you know the the, the major categories i guess you could say so his seasons are pretty much identical if last year won him an mvp this year should obviously win him an mvp again you mm -hmm. look at team record as well he's 43 and 31 yeah which is respectable especially yep. with what he's played with without murray for the whole year michael porter jr has only played in nine games this season he's mm -hmm. putting up these numbers with the real no real co-star mm -hmm. compared to the other candidates they have someone who they're playing with either an all-star or like have a really good supporting cast. And John Moran's case doesn't have an all-star next to him, but has a really, really good supporting cast. You mentioned Desmond Bain, you know, Jaron Jackson's there. All these guys have come in and provided some help. Dylan Brooks has been out of the lineup for a long time. He recently came back. He's, you know, picking up where he left off. He started on the uh, injured the season. Same with Brandon Clark. All these guys come in and provide something. Steven Adams, the Anthony Melton. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like no, all these sure. guys have come in and produced for this team who's been extremely fun to watch by the way oh god yes um so you love you love to see what they're doing down in memphis if you look at Embiid now second in the nba in scoring just under 30 points a, a, a game eighth in rebounding just over 11 4.3 assists 1.5 blocks per game that's ninth best over a steal leads the league and free throw attempts per game with just under 12 shooting 48 percent 36% from three, 82% uh, from the free throw line. Last year, 
his numbers weren't as good. These this oh, yeah. year he's putting up better numbers and he was absolutely a and he was a runner up last year exactly. His shooting splits were, yeah. are down just a bit, uh, but this year. He hasn't played with a guy like Ben Simmons, who he had mm-hmm. all of last season. And then they eventually moved him at the deadline. We know they got Harden, and he's been playing with Harden for, for a bit now. Team record is 46 and 27, which is now top in the Eastern Conference after Miami dropped their fourth in a row and moved to um, a second in the Eastern Conference. Because people, like, when you look at Yo, because this is another thing, people are like, oh, no, he's, like, sixth in the West. How can you give him an MVP? And you're like, oh, but look at Embiid. They're first in the East. and But the record is just two, three games. Not much different. of a difference at Not all. Not that exactly. big difference. Yep. Like, one guy is 43 and uh, 31. Well, 44 and 31 now. They won yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. 44 and 31. And 46 and 27 for the the Sixers. Exactly. So, how much of a difference is that? As long as you have a winning record. How much of a difference is it? Exactly. Yeah, no, they, that, this is where you like start to try and check off each of these like, you know, categorical boxes in, in, in a sense where I think like if you're an MVP candidate, you're going to check off the stats box. Your stats are going to be somewhere in the top of the league, right? If you're if you're a candidate to win the MVP uh, award and then the record, if you have a winning record. OK, and then the storyline, the the year to year change what is the difference from last year to this year you look at the memphis grizzlies what were they like seventh last year in the west um they well, won they, and they they won the they wanted to, to get into the playing game right they won yes that's right and yeah. they were the eighth seed uh going into the playoffs so they had that's to win right. two playing games right yeah, they won two it was the warriors games. against the lakers yeah. lakers won they were the seventh seed and yeah. then the grizzlies i don't remember who they beat uh the first playing game but then they beat the warriors on the road i believe they were 10th i think they won two road games to right. get in to get seventh and then they won a game against eighth, the utah eighth. jazz was it they got eighth i thought yeah then the lakers, no, the lakers, oh, lakers seventh. got seventh okay lakers got seven jazz were yeah. were the first seed last year that's right yeah. okay yeah uh sons are first seed this year so yeah so eighth the eighth seed against the utah jazz they go off and win was it game one that game they one. won yeah, and well, was, that, that was, was incredible victory. like what a, that was like like now in hindsight that was such a stepping stone to what they're doing this year the improvement from one year to another they're right now the what the third seed or they did they move up to second, second or they, they're second their second seed, seed right 51, now second 50, seed right now 52 games i don't know 51 yeah. games they've this won is, uh so this is this, this is this is part of the storyline for for john morant right like he checks that box when you look at the, the storyline his stats um you know what the team has done from last year to this year now the second seed and if they hold on to that second seed like you know, when you look at him specifically, John Morant, like John Morant, how can you go against that? But then you can say it's like you're saying for for Jokic and Embiid, similar things in a sense. Like for Jokic, he's doing the exact same things he did last year, and he's doing them without Jamal Murray, without uh, Michael Porter Jr., his two uh, two co-stars that are next to him. And he won the MVP last year, so that you know that storyline is still there there for him this year with Joel Embiid. You know the loss of Ben Simmons all season long, and then everything that's been going on, um, you know behind the scenes with the Sixers, and he's still putting up better numbers. And and the Sixers are the number one seed, but you know so so all that stuff they check off those boxes. Out of those three guys, whoever wins it, I I mean I don't know. For me for me at this point. I think we mentioned the flashy plays that don't matter in a sense, like you don't, that does, that shouldn't play a role, but in certain situations, I think that's like, that's, that, that just puts you over the edge when things are so tight 
when you check off all the other boxes, you have to look at one other thing. To me, with the things that John Morant has done this year, he has brought in casual fans. You know, like it, when you see when you have John Morant highlights and people who don't watch basketball see the John Morant highlights, the things he has done this year, they're they come in and they're like, okay, I, this seems interesting. Let me let me pay a little more attention to the NBA and see what's going on because this guy is fun to watch and this team is fun to watch. And to me, John Morant, like, he he has done that. He he brings that in. So you know, I, I give him the edge based off of the record, based off of his stats, based off of you know what the team has done from year one year to another. Like it, it's it's in the storyline that he he to me is a Cinderella story this year. Okay. I'm, I can get back. I can get uh, behind that. I don't think he's going to win it. I think you make some valid points for that. I just think that the other guys, like what Jokic has done and what Embiid has done, even Giannis, who's the guy we're not even really talking about, is having another end. Yeah, season. exactly. Yeah. Again, up there in scoring, rebounding. He finds his teammates. He plays defense, averaging over a steal and a block per game, shooting it well enough from the field, obviously 55%. His free throw percentage is up compared to his MVP season. That's 72%. Mm-hmm. They're 46 and 28. They sit fourth in the East. They really don't care. Even last year, they didn't care where they where they were in the Eastern Conference. They just wanted to win the championship. They did that. These numbers are also similar to his back-to-back MVP years that he won a couple of years ago. Right. So you have to show him some love. I don't think he's going to win it because the NBA gets tired. You mentioned exactly. the storyline, yeah. the narrative. He's already won two. We can't give it to him again. Yes, technically he can be an MVP every year, but they like the Jokic without anyone and putting up these crazy numbers and willing them to a playoff spot, not even a play-in. Playoff, not even a exactly. Play-in, yeah. A yeah. playoff spot to guarantee yourself. And then what Embiid has done, Again, the narrative, a big man doing it in Philly, no Simmons all year, that whole debacle, and he's putting the team on his back and bringing up the ball, setting guys Mm -hmm. up, scoring, getting to the free throw line, all of that, okay? Mm -hmm. Then we have Giannis. Now let's look at Devin Booker. You have to look at the best team in the league. of course. The only 60-win team in the association. 14 losses, which is amazing. They're having a great year. You have to you you have to go look at the team and be like, okay, who's doing it? We we saw it was Chris Paul. He's back from injury now, way yeah. earlier than yeah. anyone thought. Way sooner, his, yeah, yeah, uh, from his thumb um, injury. But you look at book twenty six over twenty six points per game, five boards, five assists, over a steal, forty six percent from the field, thirty seven and a half from beyond the arc, eighty seven at the free throw line. You know, if Curry was averaging these kind of points, everyone would be saying he's an MVP. If Curry had the stat line, yeah, I know exactly. Would probably be higher, like closer to forty, maybe, and his free throw percentage maybe in the nineties. But if he, if Steph Curry is averaging twenty six a night, five boards and five assists in over oh, a steal God, a game, yeah, and the Warriors were having this kind of year, yeah, one hundred percent, no question. Steph Curry is the MVP. No question. So why yeah. is Devin yeah. Booker not getting this? I agree. I absolutely love. agree. No, that's that's a hundred percent true. And there, think of the players who have won the MVP award with those numbers, with with less than those numbers. You know, there have been players who have had less than twenty six points, five, uh, five yeah. boards, five assists, uh, that they've averaged over a course of a season, and they have you know outright won the MVP, right? So, and yeah, if Stephen Curry was the guy putting up those numbers, a hundred percent, he might be the unanimous MVP like he has been, you know, in the past. Like, come on, man. No, I agree. No, a hundred percent. I, I, I didn't even you think have of to that. Look at the best, yeah, you have to look at the best team. And obviously, it was Chris Paul that everyone kept mentioning early on in the season, rightfully yeah. so. We know what he does for that squad. Uh, but now that he's been out, I think you have to look at Booker. And Booker wants it, and he's hungry. 
um, to get back to that finals. And it's going to mm. be very, very interesting, I think, if the Lakers end up being that eight seed and put the Suns again. <laughs> yeah, again. And yeah. round one, this time one and eight instead of two and seven. But yeah. um, we, we'll see how the season plays out. Tonight, actually, the Lakers play the Pelicans in a huge, a yeah. huge, it's going to be like, it should be treated like a playoff. <laughs> it a definitely game should. Yeah. Because the Lakers are 10th right now. Yeah. So that means they wouldn't even have a home court advantage in the first um, playing game while well, they've moved up since the Pelicans lost, but still uh, tonight would be a big game. And we yeah. mentioned John Morant, you know, they've won. His numbers are great, just under 20 points per game, just under six boards, over, just under seven assists, also a steal a night, close to 50% shooting, 34 from in the arc, 76 at the free throw line. You can make a case for him, but Fouad, if you had a vote, even... Is there someone else you would add to this list other than these five guys I mentioned and we've talked about? A couple guys that have off you, like guys that have dropped off are DeMar DeRozan, like a hundred percent. Like he dropped off. Bulls have dropped off. Like that, that, that sucks. Guys that I think it's too, too late. Their, their, their kind of come up right now is too late in the season. Pascal Siakam, like the numbers this dude has been putting up and the way the Raptors have been winning some games right now. I don't think it's too late. I think his numbers have been consistent and his play yeah. has been consistent for some time. I think the only thing is them, the record, now they've moved into six. They're in six you know? now, yeah. And it's like, oh, he has a better supporting cast than Jokic because if you look at them, like they're both in six, right? Yeah. But he has a better, yeah. obviously, supporting cast. They're 42 and 32, the Raptors. The Nuggets are 44 and 31. So, mm. you know, kind of almost like, yeah, again, a lot of similarities same, there, right? Like, record, but but, but you're right. The, 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 that, that, but again, why why are we, uh, you know, penalizing Seattle for? Yeah, the the, the storyline, of course. But it's it, that that's unfair, right? Oh, I don't have yeah. injured uh, teammates, therefore I'm not in the same conversation exactly. as Jokic. Exactly. Exactly. Like, See, yeah. I don't I don't like that. I think yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I no. think you you're right. Debate. For Siakam to be in that conversation, yeah. and, but you know, everyone doesn't want to look at. Toronto, I don't know for yeah. some whatever reasons, but this is a team that no one wants to face in the first round. Let me oh, tell you that. Definitely not, man. Especially the way they've been winning games. Squad. Oh my God. This is, yeah, no, this is a great team for sure. Like, I mean, the things they've been doing is is impressive to to move up into six with everything that, that's gone on this season. Impressive. Uh, you know, a guy like Scotty Barnes should win rookie of the year. We'll have that conversation. 100%. Like at this point, there's no to me, there's no question the things he's been doing. I mean, he's been the catalyst for this team. He's been like that glue guy he's been the guy that's been there from day one to now and he is the rookie and it's amazing yeah to he's see the that. rookie of the year too to me yeah. no question about it for I sure evan mobley obviously is in discussion kate cunningham but to me scotty barnes on a playoff team evan mobley yeah. also on a playoff team but the Cavs have been dropping yeah and they are missing jared allen especially yeah. uh, on the defensive side of the basketball but scotty barnes what he's doing and has the ball in his hands. We see that he you know, makes plays for teammates, makes plays for himself. He's definitely um, the rookie of the year. And I think Siakam maybe will, hopefully does get some MVP votes. But even yeah. if he doesn't, I think definitely an All-NBA guy. He should be, he on the, should all be for sure. Yeah. We already saw him getting passed up on the on the uh, All-Star game. All-Star, okay? yeah. Yep. But should be an All-NBA type. Uh, should be on 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 an uh, All NBA team yeah. and hopefully get some MVP votes. Okay, so those are the other guys you mentioned that could possibly be in the conversation. Now, who are you giving your vote to if you had to pick one today? Again, like looking at h- historically, 
to me, it's the 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 difference from one season to another. John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies, like uh, you know, it, well, to me, when I look at uh, yes, Devin Booker, you can make an argument, but I think they're, you know, the biggest thing for the Suns is their the record, just like how far beyond their regular season has been compared to every other team in the league. To me, I put that on Monty Williams. I put that on the head head coach. That you know he should win Coach of the Year, in my opinion. When it comes to MVP, I think John Morant has the mix of all of the different things that you're looking for in an MVP, and the storyline, the excitement that he brings. I think that that is what puts him over the edge. I think Joel Embiid had that for a, for a big chunk of the season with the, all the Ben Simmons drama, and still the Sixers doing so well, and still Embiid putting up MVP type numbers, you know, better numbers than he had last year. But it's weird to see that after that trade and bringing in James Harden like that. There's a, you know, a bit of excitement kind of fell off of Joel Embiid in that conversation. For me, at least, I've, I've lost it. And it seems like looking at, you know, social media and whatnot, it, it feels like that excitement in, you know, NBA fans. Because fan, they've added Harden? Because they've added Harden. And because, you know, they, they you know, have they been as good? Like they had a couple of great games to, to start off. And then you've had injuries to both guys. And, you know, it's, you know, they, they haven't felt like that team anymore. You know, that was since like cutting off that that extra fat in the in the drama with Ben Simmons, you no longer it's have been that kind adversity. Of a different, yeah, yeah it's, it's a been different kind feel. of like he's now facing like, oh, he has this all-star player who's pretty much refusing to play mm-hmm. or dealing with things and said he doesn't want to play with uh doesn't want to play with the squad anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, no, that's the thing. Like I on, get that. on one I get hand, that. you talk about you know storylines and all this like stuff being a little too much, but then still, in a sort of a hypocritical sense, I feel that you, we we like that drama, but you feel that with the yeah, Sixers, where you that, love dra- that drama. Yeah, the drama was there. You know when Ben Simmons was there and not playing, refusing to play, and holding out. And look what, oh my God, look at what, yeah, now look what Embiid is doing with, imagine yeah, exactly. Ben Simmons, they, they imagine ben Simmons, exactly, exactly. And now you get rid of him that, and Harden comes in and yeah. it's like, yeah, he's putting up the numbers and you're like, but I don't know. It's like, it's missing its kick, Exactly, right? exactly. So yeah, no, despite the hypocrisy, I that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel with the Sixers and Joel Embiid. And, you know, he's still, he's got a great, great record, MVP numbers, but there's just something there that feels like it's missing that I feel like John Morant does have, you know. So I, you know. Okay, so you're voting for John. I'm vo- I'm voting for John. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I, you know, I, I I respect I respect the big man thing. I respect you know you know wanting to have the you know big man to. I like to it. It would be pretty back. cool to see John Morant. Yeah, I'm a guard guy, doing, Yeah, yeah. we met. I, I, you know, I love guards too. I think you can make a debate. As I mentioned for Devin Booker, and I swear to God, if yeah. you put Curry's name alongside, those... I fully agree. I didn't even think about that. I fully agree. If <laughs> stats, Stephen Curry was there, yeah. <laughs> like if you go put on Twitter, be like, just put the stats without a name, and you yeah. put, yeah, uh, you know, Curry's, you know, named. Uh, you just ask like who's the MVP or whatever. People would 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 take uh, would take that on any given year. Mm-hmm. If if they were second right now with fifty something wins and he wasn't hurt or closer, like in a gap to Phoenix. And he was putting up those numbers. I swear he would. He'd be definitely at the top of the MVP conversation. Look at look at where it was at the beginning of the season, where the Warriors were what like yeah. ten and one or something. And until you know, he got the three point record, and then it kind of like went down. Yeah, I mean his yeah. his his you know his stats this year haven't been the greatest. His shooting, his efficiency hasn't been the greatest. You know, like the Warriors have played well, but then you saw what happened when they lost Draymond Green, and then people started talking about okay is. You know, what's how 
important is Draymond to to this Warriors team? Like you had to have that conversation, seeing the team perform, you know, not so well without Draymond Green. You know, yeah, uh, he so- brings it to them on the defensive end, and now we're gonna see when he comes. Um- when Curry comes back, yeah, what they're gonna be like? Is he gonna come back before the postseason? Is he gonna come back in time for round one? They're sitting at third. Do they get the Nuggets in the first round? Do the Nuggets drop? Does someone move up mm-hmm. in round one? I really want to see Memphis stay at two and then play either like Minnesota or whoever from the Clippers from the playing side of things, so mm-hmm. that they can at least move on to round two. Because I think if the Grizzlies drop to three, it's gonna be very hard for them to beat. Um, whoever it is, you know, yeah. it's, uh, maybe not as maybe not super hard. Like they'd still maybe get out of the first round, but it'd be more of a challenge. Maybe if they had to play the Nuggets or like mm-hmm. the Mavs or somebody whoever finished sixth. For me, in the MVP vote, if I had to have one, man, it's tough. But I think I'm gonna go with a big man. I'd be happy if it was either Jokic or Embiid. Embiid just because of the story of him missing out the first two years and everyone calling him a buzz mm-hmm. and coming back and putting yeah. up the numbers he has and last year finishing second in MVP voting. And then this year, his numbers are even better, especially at the beginning of the year with everything you mentioned, Fuad, of him not you know, having Ben Simmons and that storyline. But it's tough for me to um, pick one. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Jokic because the, the same okay. numbers, okay, yeah, uh, as last year, even better or about the same, like sim- very similar yeah. stats. No, he's the consistency uh, of Nikola Jokic putting yeah. the team on his yeah. back. Um, now that would be my vote. I don't think he's gonna win though. Yeah, I don't think the the yeah. voters are like, yeah, he got it last year and this and that. Now we want to give it to someone else, maybe a Joel. I don't think Giannis wins it. He already has two. I think mm-hmm. he has a better chance of winning Defense Player of the Year again. Um, Would you take, and then take maybe him like over? a Ja or a Devin Booker, honestly. Yeah. Creep in there yeah. no, for and sure. take it. But That's what I, I would vote for Jokic. I yeah. think Embiid wins it, though. Oh, you think Embiid wins it? Okay. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Embiid wins it. But, like, I, I would say hey, I'm voting for Ja Morant. But, yeah, I think Embiid likely wins it, too. I think that, that uh, the narrative is strong enough from the beginning of the season until uh, up to the end of it. We still have so much time. And that's the wonderful thing about the season right now is as close as the MVP race is and like as, as uh, you know, uncertain as it is of who's going to win that. It's the same thing with the standings in, you know, specifically in the Eastern Conference. You look at the, the um yeah, you know, the difference from one one team from first, second, third, of fourth, course. like anything can happen in the next couple of weeks. So if, you know, Embiid well, has between, plenty of time if he comes back. Yeah, and, between one and four in the East, it's just a half game. Between yeah. one and six is four and a half. Like yeah, this is a game. Exactly. If exactly. someone goes on a losing streak, for example, the Heat, who were Miami, first for the longest yeah. time, I think yeah. might have been the, the team in the East that stood, like stayed out one for, for the longest. Mm-hmm. They've lost four in a row and now are second they've already won their division mm-hmm. uh because they don't really play with anyone in that division but still <laughs> um they've dropped a second uh just a half game ahead of the bucks and the celtics who sit at third and fourth the celtics we can even mention maybe tatum yep. in the mvp conversation they yep. started off very slow but since i think december 31st are like 30 and 9 or something like yep. that they've, they've been, been incredible playing yep. extremely well nine and one in the last 10 winners of five in a row 
which is the longest winning streak in the Eastern Conference. The longest winning streak in the NBA is Sun, the Suns at seven. Yep. And they've had like multiple like long winning streaks all, all um, year long, the Suns have. But Tatum's another guy you can mention um, yep. in, the, in the MVP discussion if, if, you, if you wanted to. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's just a half game between one and four. So depending on, I think, where teams finish, that's going to affect MVP voting. I think yep. people are going to be like, yo, if you're at the top or if you're in the middle, I don't know. And it's going to sway uh, some of the voting um, for for teams. And also man, talking about the heat before I'm moving on from the MVP discussion, your boy, Jimmy Butler. Beefing. I don't know. I don't like, know. It's like with Jimmy, man. Haslam. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jimmy, Jimmy's obviously a guy that I, that I love. From from Chicago Bulls days and what he's done over his career, his story is incredible, and it's a guy. He's a guy I respect, but then it's like, this is where it gets tough because Eric Spoelstra is a le- legendary head head coach. He has a similarly you know impressive and and inspiring story of how he became a head coach and and you know uh, a multiple time champion and all that stuff. And it's like, you can't be beefing Eric Spoelstra. I, I you know yeah I I can't be seeing Eric Spoelstra look at you. And ask like, what do you want? Do you want to fight me? Like, do you want to fight me? If Eric Spolstra is asking you that, you've you've done something disrespectful, you know. And then if you Donis Haslam is having to come out and be a bodyguard, obviously him and Haslam and Spolstra have a very close relationship as long as of they've course, been together, yeah. you know. Like that that's that those are brothers right there. So if Haslam is coming out and having to defend Spolstra that like that the way he did. Jimmy Butler has to be in the wrong. I don't know what he said. I don't know what he did. I, I don't know. I, it was just funny to me that like that kind of situation happened. Obviously, they're all competitive. They all want to yeah. win. Yeah. I think Spolstra at one point, one of the videos I saw, he's like, I'm on your side. Like he was trying right, to tell right. him like, we're, yeah. we're in this together pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But yeah, there was words of fighting. Then like, what was funny was when they were pushing Jimmy Butler away, Spolstra went and got a clipboard and then like threw it on the ground. Did you see that? I don't think I missed that. <laughs> when they pushed him to 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 the side, like afterwards, yeah. he went. It's like he went out of his way to go grab a clipboard and then throw it on the ground, like <laughs> out of frustration to show him. Like, I, it, was, it was just funny to me. Oh, um, but they they. It was, it was I funny. Think they, it was funny seeing Kyle Lowry walk away too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I think they can still obviously win it. They're very talented. Absolutely, uh, yeah. They have no, a very good team. team. Team a like bit that, maybe yeah. at the wrong time losing maybe yeah. right now at the wrong time on yeah. a bit of a skid and dropping down in the Eastern Conference and it's going to be very interesting that first round in the East is going to be amazing to watch oh for like sure that first round oh, man. in the Eastern Conference playoffs this year is going to be crazy uh to see and then obviously like we, you know for Bulls like 0-16 0-17 I think it is against the top three teams in each conference yeah Oof, tough it's going to be hard for the Bulls to, you know, advance to the second round, maybe. No, it's it's been a rough... I would love to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> it's been a rough, uh, rough second half of the season for, for Chicago. And I think last week I said, like, things are starting to kind of average out and even out. They had such an amazing you know, motivated start to the season, the things they were doing, they were up at the top of the East and now it's all just like 
evening out and kind of like the the criticisms that people had they're starting to show in a sense uh, but at the same time they're struggling you know not having a guy like Lonzo Ball they didn't have Alex Caruso for such a long time with his injury and you know the, those guys make a difference um, so you know hopefully they hopefully they can hang on they got a massive win against Cleveland yesterday to to stay up at uh, fifth um, but it's not it's not the it's not going to be the you know, the overwhelmingly, you know, positive story with the Bulls where they can have a deep playoff run. That's not going to happen. They, you know, yeah. likely go out in the and, first and round. And it's good that they have uh, Patrick Williams back in. But still, them going out in the first round in the long, like from the beginning of the season, like no one saw them being yeah, this exactly. good anyways. Exactly. So it's kind yeah. of like they did, they overachieved, I guess. They still overachieved. Say. Yeah, yeah. No, they like but way overachieved to year. start the season. All right. So um coming into this, it feels like a bit of a letdown. But no, if you look at it overall from the offseason to how the season could end potentially with a fifth seed, that that's that's good. That that is an overachievement. Mm-hmm. And you know, once the playoff starts, who knows what happens, you know? Um, exactly. You never know. It's just you focus on that team and it's whoever yeah, wins for exactly. First moves on and then next year we everyone's going to be like okay let's see if they add anything if they do anything else but if they've come back with the same team let's say then people are still going to think they're going to be a playoff team because you know one they'll be healthy with guys like Lonzo and Caruso even mentioned uh, Patrick Williams who came back uh, a week ago now and he's provided some uh some you know extra what do I want to say here? Some help, pretty much. Yeah, some help. You have another, yeah, exactly. You have end. another body. You know, they obviously brought in Tristan Thompson, and they have that in the defensive end, and like just the yeah, just the well, energy, much, and but... yeah, he's not saying much. Try to fight. But Patrick Jibata Williams, like again, defensively, and... yeah, <laughs> <laughs> defensively, Patrick Williams. No, helps. that, that that's, and that's exactly a big thing. for sure. Yeah, yeah no, but like those those roles are what you need on a team like this right now. When you have you know Demar Derozan and Zach Levine, they're going to do the bulk of the scoring offensively for you. So. What you need is guys that are going to do the little things. And I think a guy like Tristan Thompson helps with the little things, whether it's, you know, talking to teammates or doing little. He obviously has his off-court crap with the Kardashians. We call him Tristan Kardashian for a reason. But if we're looking at solely basketball, you know, he is a champion. And he's going to do things on the floor that you need, you know, a, a leadership kind of guy, you know, to, to do. Um, but Patrick Williams exactly is that type of guy that will do that. And they're missing Lonzo Ball. That's the guy who who runs the offense. That's the guy who, you know, who will do the things that DeMar Rose and Zach Levine need a teammate on the court with them to do. So that, I think that's been the biggest missing piece for much of the season with his injury. Um, but coming into next season, if they add just pieces, that's, that's all they need. They've proven that, you know, the two you know, top guys in Levine and DeRozan work well together offensively. Just add pieces around them. You've got Lonzo Ball, Caruso, you know, other, other guys that'll add their own flair to things offensively and defensively, but just add pieces and, you know, they, they look good. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in the end that first round, whether it's against the Celtics or Bucks or whoever. Um, but the Eastern conference is just going to be like, I yeah, wonder, I'm excited. I'm excited wonder, for the first round yeah, in general, to be honest. Exactly. Just this, like, of course this year and these playoffs that are coming, but it's, it's, it's also a, um, 
kind of signal of what, what, what could be coming in the next several years, because we've seen the Western Conference have their kind of, uh, you know, powerhouse seasons where they've dominated the NBA as a whole. And people have complained in past years to to change up the the conferences and divisions to to give the East a better chance because the East was boring and the West was like so strong. And you had teams in the West finishing ninth and 10th and where they could have been like fifth and sixth in the Eastern Conference and all that yeah. stuff. Like, is the Eastern Conference now going to have that? type of uh role moving forward over the next however many seasons where they have sort of a power so it's it, like it's interesting that to see that the play-in tournament has been implemented where that conversation isn't had as much um but maybe we see a team that's 11th 12th, uh, 12th in the east that could be 10th with a record and people have these conversations who knows but um it's exciting to watch and hopefully it continues for 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 years and years in both conferences Definitely. And it's going to be interesting to see the last couple of weeks here, like two weeks left in the NBA regular season. And then obviously the play-in, the play-in uh, tournament, what takes part um, in that towards, uh, you know, once the regular season wraps up, uh, it's going to be amazing. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, follow on Twitter at the three in the key, like us on Facebook, three in the key. Follow on Instagram, the three in the key. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Check out the website, number three in the key.ca. For Fuad had I'm Elias Lazane. Peace. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.